All right, and we are off. So hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Entrepreneur Playground. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly where this conversation is going to go, but uh, I can guarantee that it's going to be a lot of fun. I have, uh, I have two very special guests here with me. I have Nikon Gormley, who I uh, had the very privilege of meeting in Thailand a couple months ago. Uh, luckily, we crossed each other's paths by accident, and uh, he's honestly changed my life over the last couple of months by the connections that he's made and, uh, and shared with me and, and just the content and information that he's shared. So uh, I'm very excited to have, uh, have him with us. And uh, our second guest, I haven't had the privilege of meeting in person, but I've spent a lot of time with him uh, through Zoom, and, uh, and his name is, uh, is Caleb Ferguson. And uh, he's our Canadian neighbor, and I'm very lucky to have him as well. I've learned a lot of uh, great wisdom from from him, also. And, uh, I could see Nikon laughing already, so uh, let's uh, let's jump into it. Nikon, what are you uh, what are you giggling about? No, it's just um, well, thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm about Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> but so I really appreciate, appreciate yo yo you can you gotta wait your turn you gotta wait your turn big moose so it's an honor to be on this podcast it's been it's been really it's been a pleasure to see you grow leaps and bounds with everything that you're doing and um I really see the change in your grounding like when when you speak I can feel the depth and all that goodness man so I just want to say keep on keeping on you're getting in the right direction and you're gonna make a big impact with your communities <laughs> Thank you very much. I really appreciate right. you saying that. And uh, Caleb, I guess I'll, I'll give you the floor to respond. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I was just laughing because before the podcast started recording, that was my opening line. And, I mean, <laughs> Nikon has no originality. so. <laughs> 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 but anyways, I just I found it funny that you're calling it the entrepreneur playground because this is going to sound like uh, a couple of kindergarten kids who are best friends but love to hate each other um, and argue with each other and but who can really bring value to a conversation nonetheless so <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. find some value we'll, in we'll this be spending <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time on the playground throwing rocks at each other but that's I mean that's part of rocks the and truth and wisdom yeah spitballs of truth and wisdom was the original name yeah, I'm. I'm glad that you uh, that you brought that up actually, because you two uh, were a big inspiration behind this uh, behind this idea, because I enjoyed your conversations and the the playful nature of your uh, your brotherly relationship, where it's uh, it's you could sense the love hate in the uh, in the conversations that you guys are having, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun, and you're also providing a lot of value as well. So. You guys were a huge inspiration behind this, and uh, and that's why I, I needed to have the two of you on the call to begin, and and from that relationship, I also thought that it, the best idea for this would be moving forward is that I need to invite a guest on, and they're going to be responsible for inviting their own friend, uh, just so we can try to keep that uh, that kind of relationship, that kind of uh, ambiance going in the call. So. Uh, so yes, this this was really an idea that stemmed from you both, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you for for being here and thank you for your time. I uh, I really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. That's that's really amazing. That's actually a really amazing idea. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where it all goes because yeah, that uh, for me, you know, I think I laugh and go, uh, like part of what I think about too is when it comes to learning and people listen to podcasts to learn, generally speaking, um, playfulness actually helps develop neuroplasticity in the brain, making it easier to learn. Um, so I think that this is a great idea because it'll enable people to learn more. They'll feel lighter. They'll be thinking less. And as a result, um, it'll be more impactful because it'll land more, you know? Um, and that's, it's, it's, I, I always kind of chuckle because you talk about the love-hate relationship and I laugh because me and Nikon are the kind of people who like, you know, we're the friends who talk shit to each other's face and then say nice things behind each other's backs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, who are you calling I, I, friend, Kim? I don't even know who you are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely. I'm on board. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Nika. So what, what, what would, what would be helpful, Martin? What, what do you want us to, to explore? Yeah. So, so actually over the last couple of months, I've been really diving into this idea that um, why it's important to include fun and, and excitement into your business. And, and just like you were saying, Caleb, was that, you know, it's important to add that, that playfulness. And, and that's really what I wanted to do in this conversation where entrepreneurs and people may have a, a chance to step away from what's going on, the real world politics, everything, and, and just kind of come here and, and laugh with their friend and, and have a good time and, and share some value with people. Uh, and I think that it's important that people include that area in their actual business as well, because a lot of times you see people are, are overwhelmed and they're, they're out of touch and they get burnt out and, and there's no place for, for fun or excitement in their business world. So that was really the, the basis of where this idea came from. And so I wanted to ask you both, you know, how do you incorporate fun or excitement into the business and why is it important? Um, uh, just a quick suggestion, just so we don't end up like accidentally jumping in and then it's a bunch of like hearing us both talk. Do you want to call upon one of us to share at a time? And that way it just makes it easier to the whole communication aspect. Of sure. How, how about, would you guys like to play a game of rock, paper, scissors? See who goes first. Uh, I will start first because clearly I have <laughs> sure. better value here. <laughs> yeah, there, there, we go. Yeah. there we go. All right. He picked rock and so <laughs> it's, it's a virtual dick measuring contest now. And you know, it's not a contest <laughs> if you're already winning. Like, <laughs> I mean, who could compete with the great moose? I mean, that thing's huge. It's like my forearm. <laughs> so getting back to playfulness see that was a good example of playfulness see i i reckon i reckon that it's so easy to take anything super seriously right like you could take making tea super seriously i talk to that a lot with my clients i tell i tell my clients we talk about confidence like you can make tea by yourself any day of the week but the moment you have to like if i were to ask you to make tea for the prime minister, I'd bet you think a little bit about how you're going to make that tea and get a little bit serious about making tea, but it's fucking tea, right? It's always fucking tea and, and work. Like we make up what work is and work, what isn't. And um, that's been really helpful in my business. I noticed that my best ideas have come from when I'm being, when I'm being playful. I think it kind of gets me out of my head because you can't be serious and kind of playful at the same time. Like it, it's, it's hard to do both, you know, like it can be serious about playing games, right? But I noticed that my best performance tends to come through when I'm, when I'm, when I'm light, when I'm, when I'm easy and I'm, and I'm kind of just going with it. And I've always wondered about that. And I think that'd be cool to explore. Like why does performance naturally come through when you're light on things, when you have nothing on it? And that'd be my two cents. Yeah. What say you big moose? Yeah, let's hear let's hear from Caleb. Thank you very much, yeah. Nikon, for sharing. That's a great no, answer. I, I like I like that Nikon share because I had something I wanted to share and I kind of uh, I, I forgot about it, but it, it's cool because what he shared gave me a bit of a kickoff point. And it's it's based on a distinction that I really love. And every time I hear someone talking about being serious or taking things too seriously, right? Um, there's there's a distinction, I think is really useful for us is, is seriousness versus sincerity, right? Like we can mm. be playful and we can take things less since, uh, seriously and still be sincere in what we're doing. You know, it doesn't mean we're not committed to excellence within whatever we're doing if we're not taking it seriously, right? Um, and, and it's funny because I, I remember when I first met Michael Neal, which is a mentor to all of us at this point, um, I, uh, I met him at a conference and then I, I invited him to interview him for his Creating the Impossible book. And one of the things he said that really stuck with me at that point um, was when we were exploring, you know, uh, joy's relationship to seriousness mm. and michael was talking and he, and he said you know i don't think seriousness is the opposite of joy 
you know, because somebody, somebody, or playfulness, because somebody can be serious and, and still tell a joke, and, you know. Um, <laughs> what he said is he got really serious and he went, two bars walk into a person. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and then he said, you know, it's the best of my knowing. It's, it's not seriousness. That's the opposite of joy. It's self-consciousness, mm. you know, and for me, I, I really see that. I recognize that is that we might think that we are taking things seriously because we want to do a better job, you know, because it's more important. But as far as I can tell, we tend to take things more seriously when we're more self-conscious. Mm. And no, that's not a universal truth, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a sort of jump off for exploration. And, and, you know, what, have you guys experienced with that? And for anyone who ends up listening, what have you guys experienced with that? Because to the best of my seeing and my knowing, that rings true for me, is every time I am more self-conscious, I tend to take things more seriously because um, to my mind, they start to look more important. It starts to, you know, there starts to be this need for it to work out more and, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So so I want to point to something there. Another, another kickoff point from the moose there man they must have some good insights up in that forest where you hang out <laughs> it's, it's the mushrooms man it's the mushrooms <laughs> oh mushrooms now okay good to know no. good to know okay so what <laughs> this guy man. They, what, they, what they i heard that naturally was... on trees here so i go out in my banana hammock in the middle of winter and <laughs> you know wim hof breathe while i pick mushrooms off the trees and and my pet moose is beside me and you know that's exactly how i imagined it 100 this whole time i wouldn't have pictured anything else <laughs> i'd expect nothing less the king the king of the king of the canada <laughs> canada's <laughs> you were about to say something else i know you were about to it was <laughs> that's right but for uh, for 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 uh, i might say it later preview so that's, you got, if you're listening, you got to watch it till the end for what I, what, what I thought I was going to say. So yeah. what I heard Caitlin say was, I always thought self-consciousness was what other people think about me. Like that was my thing for the whole time. Like, oh, I don't want to do this because like, are they going to like me? Blah, blah, blah. And then lately I've been noticing what I think what really gets us is what I'm going to think about me. That's the thing that fucks me up every single time. Am I worth some, given you're 34, how much money should you have in the bank? Given you've been doing this coaching business, blah, blah, blah. How much, where should your business be? It's like, it's always been about what I'm going to think about me. And I am the biggest bitch to myself. And, <laughs> and I've noticed what's been really humbling. I was talking to a mentor coach just now and saying how, if you can see that where it's coming from, meaning that it's really your thinking, you, you can think that and not take it so seriously and not take your own self-consciousness so seriously because at the, at the other side of who you really are is king of the Canada's, the big moose, right? Like you're, you're, that, you're that divine energy that has that, that is bigger than anything. So it's like being both. And I thought that was really interesting to see how I'm self, I'm more than anything, I'm more self-conscious about what I think about me, which is made up. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. And, and honestly, before this whole coaching experience and, and learning from Michael Neal, like the, that self-consciousness was, it was such an asshole, like in my head. And, and it was like, if this was a real person, I wouldn't even want to hang out with you. Like this guy yeah. sucks. Like silently judging you and shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was horrible. And, and through these kind of explorations and conversations I I've managed to kind of quiet that voice down a little bit and, and, you know, it still pops up here and there and I'm sure it does for everybody, but it's, it's definitely a little bit kinder and it's a little bit quieter. And that, that's been, yeah. uh, that's been helpful because at, you're right. I thought it was, you know, I'm worried about what other people are going to think mm -hmm. but real, real, realistically, it was this inner judge, just, you know, just go right. down. And I think <laughs> Yeah. And I think for me, it's been just seeing how it doesn't have as much juice when I, when I, when I see where it's coming from and I, I understand 
to what Kaitlin was pointing to, if you understand what it really is, it's thinking. It's not like a thing that I have to combat or fight or, or, or like, you know, play angry rap music at, you know, <laughs> I can like, I can sit in it and be like, okay, yeah, cool. Like shitty thinking what's new, you know, there's something else yeah. that you said too, that, that pointed to it. Um, and just, just noticing like who, who I really am before, before my thinking, beyond my thinking. I think Caitlin probably had something to say about that. Well, what occurred to me when Nikon was talking about, you know, um, there being less of a need to fight our thoughts and all when they seem less real, you know, I think the physical manifestation or the personification of how most of us approach our thinking would be one of those people in the street who's like boxing the air and like screaming at nothing you know <laughs> that's, that's like, how i met you caleb i was like what's that guy doing <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that like i was like is that that hobo like no that's that dude from super coats like oh shit <laughs> so maybe i was mistaken when i said i haven't met Caleb in person yet because maybe I actually did because I have first, seen those people before. First time I met this dude, first time I met this dude, we'll call him Jack. I'm like, yo, Jack, what's up? He's like, yo, I was in this park with a bunch of other half-naked guys playing flag football. But now in this conversation, I'm beginning to question how real were those other guys? You know? <laughs> was he making no, it up? It was he was he wrestling his thinking? We don't know. <laughs> It wasn't, it was not flag football. It was capture the flag. And it was so much fun, dude. It was like, there was like 60 guys, all of us in this park that was just along the coast. Like there was this cliff uh, by the ocean and we were in a park right near it. And we had like four teams of guys. This is besides the point, but it was like 60 guys and we all played capture the flag and there were no rules, like absolutely no rules, man. The amount of men tackling each other and like even on concrete, dude, like people left with blood. Oh my <laughs> it, was, God. It, was, it was crazy. But anyways, it sounded really bad when I told Nikon about it. It literally <laughs> just sounded like a giant male orgy in a park. <laughs> and and he, he, he made a joke about it. And I said, yeah, well, that did sound pretty bad. But we learned something um, new about Caleb every day. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the thing is it can only be deprecating if, if, if I think it is like, if I'm self deprecating, it doesn't affect me at all. You know, it's, I, I, I laugh at my own misfortune daily Nikon. So that's why you don't have an upper hand on me. Like that's <laughs> anyways. I know you're doing, um, you're doing all the work for me. <laughs> this is like a passive income of self insults. I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> a passive income of self insults. I like that. <laughs> anyways. So on point, on point, back to value. Yeah, yeah. Um, something that occurs to me about this whole idea of playfulness and taking things seriously is that it's kind of like you know, it, it's kind of like skin in the game, right? It's like we think about skin in the game as a sort of metaphor, but it's like, if, if, if we were to take it literally, you know, the more skin in the game we think we have, the more we think we have to pull it off because, you know, mm. it would suck not to get it back. Right. Then we would be left with open flesh, you know, um, and most of us think that it's a real fucking game. Most of us think that the skin in the game we're putting is real, right? And that's where we fuck ourselves up because it's not real. You know, there's no risk of open flesh infections, but for our thinking, you know, and, and I was laughing because I was, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine the other day about how, you know, we create these elaborate futures in our heads and live as if they're true. The first time I had a public speaking engagement, not the first time, but the first time it was like a, a major sort of engagement. Uh, I was invited to the, um, 
the hospital here because a client of mine um, was leading and developing programming for the psych ward. And I went there and there was probably 30, 35, maybe 40 people. Um, and I was speaking and before I was speaking, I was like, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go in and wing it. And then 10 minutes before, you know, you know what happens with speaking engagements is you get nervous and you go, fuck, should I plant some, you know? And then, and then I fucked myself up before going in and tried to do my best to plan it. And, uh, and at first started fumbling over my words and there were moments of being caught up and there were moments of it being really crappy speaking and then there were moments of it being really great. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm about to wrap up and I'm doing a finishing exercise for the group. And there's about 10 minutes left. And right before I get into the finishing exercise, a guy stands up and he walks in front of me and he says, you are the worst fucking public speaker I've ever heard. He said, you just wasted an hour of my time. <laughs> and, and he walked out. And well, before that, I looked at him and I went, okay. And then he walked out and I finished it. But afterwards, you know, it was cool because it still had a lot of value for people, right? And they were like, oh, well, you know, he must've been triggered. He must've been this, he must've been that. I couldn't even think about that. All I could think about was how easy it was to deal with it. All I could think about was how it was not as bad as I thought it would have been. Like that's one of the worst things someone could have said to me in a, at a public speaking engagement. And what I realized in that moment is that we are so much more afraid of our thinking than we are of reality. I'm more afraid of my thinking about the future than when something actually shows up because there's been no time I couldn't deal with it when it showed up. And every time that something has happened that I thought would have been bad was never as bad as I thought it would have been. You know, you think about people who have, you know, terrible losses of loved ones, right? And obviously the initial shock is like, <clears throat> like it, it sucks. But you'll find that these, these times serve as incredible opportunities for us to wake up, incredible opportunities for us to see sobering truths, you know? And most of the time, people who thought they would have killed themselves if they lost their wife or their kid, you know, it ends up being a means for them waking up and living a life beyond what they could have imagined, you know? So they, it's never as bad as we think, right? Like we have a natural innate resilience to us to deal with anything that comes our way. And I think, you know, where we get too serious is living under the connotation that we have more control than we do over the future based on our thinking in the moment about it. You know, so in other words, we think the control is living in our head versus living in the world. When the only influence I've ever had over the future is getting out of my head and into the world. You know, for the first couple of years of my business, I didn't realize that 80% of the time I was working on my business in my head, not in the world. And then my business started to thrive when I got maybe another 20% in the world. I, I'd still say that and, you know, I, I would still say that about 50% of my business is worked on in my head, unfortunately. 40% maybe. And then 50, 60, maybe the odd time it's, it's 70 to 80 when I'm really engaged. But, you know, we don't need to take much action for something to work out. We just don't realize how much more time we spend in our heads than in life. And that's where I think playfulness plays a part is because it really helps us be really engaged with life. And when we are engaged, things work out, you know? Yeah, thanks for, for sharing that story. And, and it reminded me of a quote that Michael just shared with us on, on Tuesday. And he said, uh, I'm gonna have to read it because I don't, the scariest thing that can happen to you is thinking about the scariest thing that can happen to you. And, <laughs> and when he said that, that just like that just shook me all up completely and and that's pretty much sums up the the story that you just shared i i think pretty well and and that was uh that was a big problem it was slowing me down for a long time where i was worried you know what if this person you know doesn't want to move forward what if this person doesn't have enough money or what if i you know 
cause some harm to this person, like something like that. And, and none of that ever happened. And even when it, if something did happen, you, you're right. There's a way to handle it. Like we're capable of handling it. And it's, we, we always think about the worst case scenario and somehow we can, we're able to, to figure it out, at least from, from my experience in the rare situation when that worst case actually does happen, which it sounds like I, I would guess that guy getting up and saying that to you is probably the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other worst case would have been, you know, someone shooting the place up, but that I mean, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't be sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, there's always, there's always something worse that can happen. And I think that's part of like recognizing that, you know, things aren't always that bad. Um, and, and by the way, when I say, you know, working on business or, or doing things in our head, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's not about right or wrong. It's about, you know, what is more effective in my experience. And sometimes it is more effective to spend some time sitting with something and spend some time thinking about something. But it's like, as soon as we get caught in the habitual pattern where we're really slowing ourselves down, it's just not helpful. So I don't know. I, uh, I really, I will always, you know, I will always stay true to the fact that operating with a lightness and a playfulness is always more effective than creating heaviness by taking something too seriously. Um, but yeah, anyways, Nikon, what do you have to say? That was pretty good, Kim. Speechless. <laughs> I was wondering, I was wondering if people listening, like what occurred to me was yeah, like there is really so much less to do and everything. I tell, I tell, I told a client that there's really nothing to do, but there's everything to see. If you can just see that you're thinking it, I think that's my challenge too. It's, it's, it's catching myself in my own daydream of like terrible, terrible things and, and what things mean about me and what they don't and, and imagine scary futures and all that shit. And I wonder to people listening and I wonder, what do you, what do you think about this kid? Like, how do you, how do you deal with other people being super serious? Because this is this has been my experience. I've been really like I'm pretty cool being playful, and I do that in big events where I'm not where people think you're not supposed to be serious. You know, I like my super fail event or like like public speaking. And ever so often, I come across where people are like they think or like they feel disrupted by my playfulness. Like, you can't be playful about this. This is some serious shit. You're competing for the silver medal. I'm like, oh shit, you know? Or I've, I've tried to collaborate with people with business and and me and my co-founder for Superfail or like other things, we're just super playful and like go with the flow of this. was like, no, we need structure and goals and things. And it just, it, that, that collaboration did not go through because they were not willing to, or not even, not, not that they were not willing. It's like my playfulness, it felt like, frustrated other people so what do you do then Kim when your playfulness and when your non-seriousness is is creating disruption around you dude part of our job is disruption I know but I'm saying like people like people who listen to this okay I'm gonna go be playful at my job tomorrow you know and they're not ready for for like like why the fuck are you being like is this a joke to you you know like yeah like this is i this question came to mind is like what what would you say to someone who said like this is like this isn't a game this is business or like something along those lines yeah well i can so i can speak to my experience and my understanding of it personally um and i think what's helped me like what what insights have helped me and so this isn't to say you know take this insight and make it your own it's like this could be a point of of looking off the cliff and and seeing what listeners might see for themselves um so for me i think understanding that it isn't personal has helped me and made a world of difference you know understanding that it isn't personal to me that I'm disrupting somebody. And, and, and I think that it's helpful because, you know, the only time that would fuck somebody up is if they think somebody's response to their playfulness has any sort of connotation to their well-being. And, and to me, that has only taken place when I take things too personally. 
when they're not in nature they, it, it isn't personal right that isn't based on me that's based on somebody's interpretation of their thinking about me and so i kind of let them have it but it's if, if i would want to make a difference um and somebody was someone who's close to me i would ask them about how you know i would ask them about how being serious is working out for them i would ask them about you know whether or not they've solved the problem yet i would ask them about how they feel taking things seriously all the time and if i don't know them i'm just going to love the person you know that that's that's my solution to the invisible problem that doesn't exist is loving people. <laughs> how does how does the big moose love people, Caleb? I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. <laughs> so honestly, you know, my my honest answer is for me to love somebody where they are, I have to understand where they're coming from. And so that's where it's helpful to understand human beings at their core to understand how we tend to create our experience moment to moment, whether we're seeing it realistically, whether we're seeing it truthfully or whether we're stuck in an illusion. You know, it's easy to love people who are stuck in an illusion if you're not stuck in it with them. Right? Yeah, to speak to that, like I've definitely, I think more recently than later, I've definitely experienced people destroying or recently I watched, I was at a dinner meeting and I watched the, the co-founders have a big fight. Like, 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 who the fuck do you think you are? And like, you know, and like the other person, there, there were tears, you know, there was like, it continued into the parking lot, you know? And for the first time in my life, I just saw the love in the both of them. I saw like, wow, these people both love each other dearly. Otherwise they wouldn't give a shit. And I saw how they both love the business. Otherwise they wouldn't give a shit. And it was the first time I saw beyond their thinking and their personalities and to the love that was being expressed through some strange thinking, but it was love, right? It, it was love that was being expressed, but it was, it had to go through some weird filters that made it come through a weird thing. And it made a potentially awkward situation for me to be in, just be a very loving experience which is really weird for me to say out loud. It's like, well, I can sit through two people arguing and just see that there's nothing but love here. And that was really powerful to me. And, and I think lately with my clients, it's just seeing the love they're coming from. And I was working with a client and, and she was on her first week and her first, uh, first week of her new job. And there was uh, deadlines and there's an emergency. And she said that she could see through everybody's insecurity. And she could see at the core that they're okay, but they had some insecure thinking that they were engaged in or married to at the moment. And I think to what Caitlin was pointing to, when you can really see that, when you can really kind of touch that space within you, there's this almost new level of freedom that allows you to be playful, that allows you not to take what's in front of you so seriously that you can just enjoy it, even though it looks terrible. And I think... Thinking, I don't know, I think Michael was talking about this at some point. He brought up the metaphor of like people at war when soldiers that were in like World War II who, who had to find a way to enjoy what they were doing, right? Like, because it was like a job, you know, they had, they had to somehow, as, as, as kind of dark as that sounds, they had to enjoy being a soldier, right? They had to enjoy their, be engaged in their work. And I always thought that was kind of, I think I just got that now. I'm like, yeah, like in the nature of it, you can enjoy anything and be playful in anything as terrible as that, that sounds, right? If you, if you think about soldiers and what they do and they're, yeah. I guess the only way, going back to the thing, the only way they can get in the way of playfulness is judgment and self-judgment and to notice that you self-judge, that we all judge the shit out of each other, especially when we really care about what we do. Yeah, that's what I got. Or when we care about each other. That's why Nikon and I are so judgmental towards each other, I swear. 
Or, or it's just that we're both. I have zero people. love for you, Kim. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's this we this shit? Guy, I, have I have zero love for you yet. 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 One day he's like, sends me this request, right? I have zero love for you, Kalen, but he sends me this request to take care of his, uh, you know, remembrance Facebook account if he ever dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. And we, we did, I did, I sent that in the first, in the first couple, like month of knowing you or something. We, we like, yeah. yeah, I take that back. I have a lot of love for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, uh, to Nikon's point, I think that you know the question I like to ask and what I like to look to and and what it's seemed to me like up to this point is that every single person on this planet regardless of race, age, sexual orientation, gender you know, location, every single fucking human being is in their own form moving towards well-being. Everybody is moving towards well-being. And now them moving towards that well-being is based on their current understanding of life. You know, their current understanding of where well-being really comes from. Now, if we don't understand that, then it makes sense that under whatever premise we're operating in, you know, we would be using heroin. We would be like, whatever someone is up to, you know, in seeking well-being, it's, it's all based on their current understanding of reality. And so that's why, like, my thing is always kind of exploring our understanding of reality because when we start to get a real feel for where well-being really comes from not being the outside world not being circumstantially because that's where we get ourselves in a lot of trouble and you know when it looks real to us that it's coming from there it makes a lot of sense as to why we do what we do um but when we start to understand where our experience really comes from it seems to me it's a lot easier to enjoy life and, and things just work out a lot better. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to be playful. It's a lot easier to have fun because we recognize that the world out here can't make or break us. And that's, that's my understanding of it. You know, that's, that's what I've seen with myself, with clients, with friends, with family, with everybody, you know, is that we're all only ever seeking well-being based on our current understanding of reality. where do you reckon that you're not playful at the moment like where where does it look to you where like it's not so obvious to be playful hmm. I'll, I'll go first i think for me yeah yeah you go first of course i'll go first <laughs> um good question actually I think I think for me I think definitely in taekwondo when I'm competing there's something about fighting someone that doesn't quite occur to me yet to be playful like mid mid combat and I'm like okay like hey bro let's go pow get in the face like I'm definitely trying to win that game or it it occurs to me I think it definitely in business it hasn't been super obvious to me to be playful yet I'm like okay I gotta make like money, I got to grow this thing, blah, blah, blah. But usually when I settle down, it occurs to me. But right off the bat, it's, I don't think I've been trained to be playful in those areas yet. The, like to me, where they still look like I have thinking on it, where it matters, where, where I think it matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough place to be thinking like, oh, this, I'm supposed to be playful. And then you get punched right in the face. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that can't be yeah, easy. Yeah, or, 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 or like, even, even talking to clients, like, hey, how's it going? Like, if it occurs to like, I, I, there's a part of me, if I'm completely honest, where I'm like, I try to be professional. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, hello, blah, blah, blah. And 
Yes. You know, opposed to like, what it do? How you do? And you're like, that doesn't come out right off the bat. Maybe later, but right yeah. off the bat, it's very like, hello. Yeah. And so that's cool because that points towards what I actually reflected on and found while you were talking based on the question you asked me is, for me, it's not so much like situations in particular. It's It's based on I think the degree of my relationship with somebody and, and how connected or quote unquote safe I feel with them. Mm. Um, so when I first meet someone who's a prospective client, um, I'm not walking into the boardroom and saying, Hey, what's up, you bitch? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hello, motherfuckers. What a dude came yeah. up in the house. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd pay money to but- see that. but the thing is man like so I've worked with serial entrepreneurs and and people who I started out that way with that have grown a connection with and it is more like yeah we we do have conversations where that playfulness does come and and I think for me beyond like oh I want to be more playful faster I think for me beyond that there's almost like this inner guidance system there's this intelligence Mm. that says okay they're open enough you know, it's like we wouldn't pick a fruit before it's ripe. And we know when it's ripe, sometimes because we pick it and it's hard to pull off, sometimes because we bite into it and it's bitter, sometimes because we just know. Mm. And that's kind of, for me, where I find I'm not playful is when I'm not sure I trust the degree of the relationship enough yet. That's a good distinction to continue it. Like it goes back to being self-conscious, right? The only reason we're not playful is that we're self-conscious about it. So we don't feel safe enough to be playful, right? Like I don't feel safe enough to be playful in my business because I think I have still something on it. And I'm thinking there's a quote by Christy Palma and she said, like the more you can be you, it's the more, more permission you give the other person to be you, to be them the more permission you give other people to them. And it's kind of that inside out understanding, right? Like the more, the more I, the more I can be who I really am, the more permission I give for other people to be themselves rather than waiting for them to be real first. And like, oh, okay, now I can be real given blah, blah, blah. I think that's been one of the hardest things I've been, I've, I've learned to do and have had not had to do, but like learned to do is like how real, how, how much can I get away with being who I really am in this, in this, in this moment? Like where, where's this edge? Yeah. And I've done some crazy things that like public talks were like, I, sh- I, I, sh- like I, I was doing one talk and every, every speaker had like, this is who I am and here's my PowerPoint, blah, blah, blah. I think I just got up and I sat there for two minutes without saying anything until it was uncomfortable enough for everybody else. And I was like, okay, now we can start. And they're like, whoa, who's this guy? Or I, um, <laughs> I, I told every I sat down at one talk and I told everybody I really didn't know what I was going to talk about <laughs> for like 40 people like this this thing right this talk I'm like so truth be told I have not planned what I'm going to talk about so whatever's going to come through is is going to come through fresh so bear with me and that was pretty scary but also pretty cool but yeah, it most cool. like so many people so everybody remembered my talk and they came up to talk to me afterwards I was like, oh shit, you can do, like, you can really do that. Like this works, you know, that, that was that experience. Um, and just really to me being playful, I guess I even have a premise of being playful. Like, I guess when we first started this conversation, I thought being playful was, was me being silly and talking shit to Caleb. But now that I realize the nature of playful is really trusting what's going to come through because what comes through when you're, when you have nothing on it often is light. It very rarely if at any, I don't know, you can, you can talk to this kid or Martin, like when I really let go and let fly, it's almost never heavy. You ever guys ever notice that when you really let go and let fly, it's never heavy. It's always light. And with lightness, there is in, there is a natural playfulness to lightness. Mm. Yeah. That's, and that's how I would, uh, sorry, Martin, do you want to go ahead? No, go ahead. Go. Okay. Okay. Let me um, interrupt the podcast host. Go ahead. <laughs> that's Okay. <laughs> um i'm being playful that's okay well i have to head off here soon anyway so i'll be wrapping up um but to your point like there there was a bit of a something to kick off with um 
more to go off of with what you shared, Deacon. But first, I think, yeah, playfulness, there is a degree of lightness to it. But what occurred to me while you were speaking was like, yeah, playfulness can be being silly. It can be all that. But I think what it really is, is a willingness to play the game, you know, is an engagement with life, whatever life is bringing to us. Mm. You know, it isn't playing the game half-heartedly. You know, because I can half-ass. And the thing is, like, for high performers, for the high performers listening to this, for the leaders, like, we can get away with half-assing because our half-assing is, you know, a lot of people's 100%. And it's like... <laughs> so My half-ass is your make... one whole ass. <laughs> that's a, that's a no. great Michael, uh, Michael Scott quote. He said, don't, yeah, 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 don't yeah. half-ass two things, whole ass one thing. <laughs> Yeah. But no, like I, I don't mean it. I don't mean it in a condescending way because now I sound like a complete asshole and I agree. I agree. You are I a complete like asshole. asshole. Yeah, no, I agree. I sound like a complete asshole there. But I yeah. think what I'm speaking to is like when we have an understanding of how things work, we can really easily uh, sell ourselves short because like things are a lot more effortless. Mm. You know, it's not that other people don't have the capacity to operate that way it's just that like we know we have the capacity and so it's you know when we have an understanding and we know we have the capacity it's a lot harder to deal with ourselves half-assing even if we know we can get away with it you know um but yeah so i'd say it's just like a full engagement you know because a lot of the time people don't know whether or not they're fully engaged like people people might not be fully engaged and because they've been operating that way for so long or when we get into a habit of operating in a place of less and less engagement it can be really easy to get used to you know and then suddenly we're taking life way too seriously and we're living within this box right and so anyways that that's that's one point um listeners if uh if i sounded condescending and you hate me for it uh awesome <laughs> because, I, I will help, I will help thinking, hate on Caleb for you don't you worry. That's, yeah <laughs> I and that's I, just just know that afterwards i thought i sounded like just as much of a dick um so <laughs> i'm gonna call myself out but i i promise that wasn't the intention yeah sharing and what I, I just, <laughs> appreciate yeah. you you calling yourself out i i'm i don't think i i heard that very much in there but uh Thanks for, yeah. thank you for, oh, for sharing your, you your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call my, know. my guests assholes, but uh, I mean, <laughs> you can call me an asshole all you want, man. I don't take it personally. I really don't, man. That's why, that's no. why Nikon will never win. Like one of these like roasting competitions that we hold is because like, I don't take any of it personally. That's great. And that's, that's exactly the whole idea that we were really sharing. So, so you're, you're walking your, your, walking your walk so uh so before i let you guys go i would just like for you both to uh i was going to ask you to share uh one last thing but i think that we're uh, well over the time so uh, well i i mean i have something that i could share if you want and if nikon has something to share sure cool like i don't know it's weird a weird metaphor um occurred to me um but i, I just want to ask you know nikon if there's anything if there's anything that uh, you would like to wrap up with um yeah, just the nature of playfulness looks to me to like what you said, Caleb, is, is being willing to play and having lightness around. That's how you know. That's how you know like that, that you're on the right track, whatever. It's the lightness you feel around it. The moment it feels heavy, you know you're you're messing with some thinking. But the lightness around it, that's that's the, the key indicator. And not not of a I'm going to feel light about this, but it's like, okay, this feels, this feels, there's lightness about this. It is okay. It's the green light. It's okay to proceed forward. That's what I'd say. Yeah. 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 That's, that's funny. Metaphor. <laughs> well, it's uh, one metaphor came to mind and, and I think Michael shared this before, but to, to Nikon's point, you know, throwing on heavy thinking, it's like right before we get ready for a hike, we think it's a good idea to throw on, you know, a hundred pound knapsack and a lead blanket. Mm. And right. bitch on and bitch about like we've, the, we've, the climb. We've, yeah. yeah, exactly. We've got to prepare about like we've got to prepare for this, you know. And the thing is, like, we can do that, but if we do, we're gonna burn out, get tired a lot faster, we're gonna need a lot more rest, and 
we're going to be thinking about how shitty it is the whole time. So we're going to miss the beautiful fucking view. You know, all Mm. we're going to be thinking about is the summit. Mm. Because it's not about, and this is, I, I love, Michael drew this distinction last week, because this is where it isn't about, like, he draws the distinction of people usually show up trying to get over or get through something rather than get into it. You know, so playfulness is about, you know, not getting over or getting through. It's about getting into. You know, it's about not having freedom from something. It's about having freedom with it. You know, because then we can be more engaged with life because ultimately we can't control what life is going to throw our way. So why not come from a place where we have freedom with whatever life is throwing our way? Where we can still operate at our best. And the, the metaphor that I thought of was you know, when it comes to people taking life seriously based on, you know, preparing for the future and all this kind of stuff, I I kind of equate it to, you know, walking down the beach and, and seeing two people, you see one person in the ocean, just engaged with the waves, learning how to surf. And, you know, they're getting knocked over and they're, you know, every once in a while it freaks them out because they get dragged under, but they get up and, and laugh. And eventually they just laugh because, you know, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they're a rag doll, right? But they engage with learning how to surf. And then you've got the person on the beach who you walk past and they're on the sand and they're on their surfboard and they're paddling really seriously. And then you see them get up on the board and start surfing as if they're on waves, right? And then, and then the closer you get, you kind of ask, like, you go up to the person, you ask, like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and they go, well, I'm learning, I'm learning how to surf. And it just doesn't make sense because they're not surfing. They're preparing to surf. And, and the thing is like, they might learn a little bit about technique, but they're not learning anything about how the ocean works. They're not learning anything about really engaging with the game. You know, and so if we want to learn how to surf, we've got to get into the fucking ocean. And knowing how the ocean works, knowing how physics work is going to help us play the game better. Like, there's no question about that. You know, so that's my metaphor. Uh, That's my story. I'm sticking to it. If you did that to me on a beach and I was practicing on my surfboard and I would beat your ass. Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Random ass Canadian. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'd be like, 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 who are you? Like, who's this guy? (laughs) Leave it it to Nikon to take a metaphor way too fucking seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Someone came up to me and take one no practice said that they get their ass beat. <laughs> but but it's a really good metaphor. I'm totally sure. That was. I, I thought the metaphor was ending when you were talking about hiking with the blanket and the and the backpack, but but then yeah. you dropped this the second metaphor on us. That was awesome. So uh really so good appreciate you for inviting yeah, us, man. That was I, I really yeah. appreciate you. Definitely. Anyways, this ahead. was such a great conversation. I, I really enjoy both of you guys so much and, and I've learned so much. And honestly, now the relationship with playfulness is, has changed just through the course of this conversation where, you know, I thought it was like being silly too. And, and mm. just, you know, you know, making an impression and, and just like messing it up or, you know, dancing around and being like embarrassing almost like that. That's what I thought like being playful was until this conversation, honestly. And, uh, and so I appreciate you and, and uh, having this understanding moving forward, I think is going to help me not only in the business, but also trying to run this podcast more and more where uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be silly or, or ridiculous. It, it could be, it, it's just light. And, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I love that. And the metaphors and the wisdom that you guys shared has definitely changed a lot of my perspective. And hopefully for anybody that was listening, maybe they're, uh, they're taking their business or taking their life or relationship or whatever it is too seriously. And, uh, and now they can, uh, they may have a new understanding or, or take a little piece of this conversation uh, away. So uh, where can people find you both 
uh, if somebody does want to connect with you personally, uh, Nikon, I'll let you uh, let you share first. At bigmoose.com. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty active on Instagram at Nikon Gormley. And um, I have a Facebook page called Nikon Gormley Live. And there's some cool stuff on there. And I host um, monthly Zoom calls that you can come and play on. And, and um, there's a YouTube channel too where there's um, Nikon Gormley and there's some cool interviews on there too and Caleb's on one of them and we had we did one called on nothing on it and that's pretty good too and that that seg this conversation segues really well into that and uh, yeah I'd love to come play with you and big shout out to Martin and everything you're doing and like how much light you're sharing with the world I think your communities are so lucky to have you and um, I'm blessed to be in your presence as well such an honor Thank you very much, and and I'm excited to see uh, see what you're doing as well. I know you're you're very active. You got a lot of stuff going on for you. You have your Super Fail Six uh, coming up. So if you're in if you're in Bangkok, you're watching this. Uh, I'll share the link to that as well, uh, so you could go attend that because that's really going to be yeah. something awesome. So yeah, we, there's a page. Thank you. There's a page Super Fail um, Facebook page. You can follow that too, and we do Super Fails and soon going international. We're going to have one in Canada with Calum hosting it and maybe in Singapore and Australia. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep, keep your eyes on it. Good yeah. That's a, a wonderful idea. And I, I know that I can talk to both of you guys for a very long time uh, about this and about what you guys are up to. Uh, so just want to give you both a shout out uh, for, for all the amazing things and the value you're adding to, to the world. So, uh, so Calum, where could, uh, where can people find you? Um, first I have to call Nikon out. There's, there's something he left out about where people can find him. He also has an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> that's that, that you fucking win for that one. That's so good. I did not that see great. that coming. Caleb wins the roast. I, I, I give Caleb the trophy for winning that shit. You, you get a 20% discount. If you, if you, use, his, uh, if you use his discount code, uh, banana bitch, banana, oh, oh, that gives you 20, 20% off. Snap, snap. Mark, off to the very end. You got, you Caleb, you win that one. I, I did not see that coming. You oh, win. Only fans. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, as for where people can find me, I've just started becoming a little more active on social media. Like I'm, I'm not very, very active on social media. Um, other than like, I'm, I'm engaged with, you know, Facebook Messenger because I can get a hold of people that way. But people can find me on Facebook. Um, just at my personal account, Kalen Ferguson. Uh, same thing on Instagram. They can find me at Kalen Ferguson. And on LinkedIn, same thing. They can find me at Kalen Ferguson. And uh, if my email isn't on any of those platforms, um, they can reach me at k.ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-S-O-N-1 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. So it'll be the easiest way to get a hold of me. So your name is Kalen Ferguson, right? I just want to double check because... Uh... <laughs> He said that six times. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good, man. That's, that's, I, I like it. Can, yeah, we're, Martin, can you say it another Martin's time? We're, we're not way, sure. You know, we're not Martin's sure, working Caleb. his way into, into the roasting relationship. And I like it, man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, getting he's playful starting to get comfortable. He's, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He gets, he gets yeah, good that, that uh, you know, points. like you guys were saying, that playfulness, that that relationship, it, it's coming to me now. You guys have, uh, have welcomed me in with, with open arms and uh, and a few roasts yourself, so I uh, I appreciate you guys very much, oh, and uh, I hope that uh, that we can meet at some point on in in person, of course. But hopefully, we could do uh, something similar to this or be on one of your calls, Nikon, because yeah. uh, I just love hanging out with you Always guys. A pleasure. Seriously, we could continue this conversation all day. <laughs> yeah, we should uh, just you. just as a side point, we should we should we should start hosting our own roasting events like they do as celebrities, but really catered towards like personal growth, personal you know, growth, where we just, I we just roast that. the shit out of each other to learn how to take things less personally. And then we love on each other afterwards. It, it would be That's really a cool. Great but... idea. Caleb, do I'm it. Ho host a roast. And then you pick, you pick a person to get roasted and it'll be like an inner, inner three P kind of thing or whatever. Inner circle kind of thing. <laughs> Like I, I nom like it would like nominate people, like nominate people who like you would not expect to get roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be oh, a lot of fun, and I could tell a lot of people would participate. I would join that. I would join that in a heart. I would be in. You already got two people, so 
get that going and, and keep us in, Perfect. <laughs> involved. All righty, guys. All right. I have to head out here, but I love you yes, too. Thank you um, both This so was much. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing but love for you guys. And I, I look forward to connecting again. All right. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Love you both. I'll talk to you guys okay. soon. Thank you guys so much for your time and for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't take life too seriously. Yeah. Likewise. Love to the audience and uh, looking forward to, to seeing what people get from it. Right.